Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their entrepreneurial careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Don Baritone, and you are listening to episode 86. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hello, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, You might notice from my voice that I'm a little bit under the weather, but I've got my water bottle here. We'll see if we can get through this. Um, This week, my daughter told me that one of her classmates, that um, her dad is a police officer and is coming to their class to present. And so my daughter asked if I was a police officer too. And I told her that I'm not a police officer. And I explained that parents do different things, that different adults do different things. And she interrupted and said, but I know that all the dads do opera singing and all the moms do dancing classes. (laughs) And I just really loved that she specifically said opera singing. I was dying. And I, you know, I recognize that all children grow up with different experiences, paradigms, but I was shocked Um, to pause for a moment and realize that my children think that all of their children grow up in kind of artistic homes like they're growing up in. And our lifestyle is very different from most of the people around us. And it isn't always easy. And I do wonder if I'm doing the right thing for my children by choosing to, to have an artistic career. But sometimes I slow down and I realize that Some kids don't get to see their parents very often. Like, can you think of, uh, you know, having a parent who's an accountant during tax season or something like that? That could be really hard. And I, on the other hand, I get to see my kids every day unless I'm traveling. And I feel so grateful to have the a teaching job that I currently have. It's flexible so I can perform and travel. I can work on my coaching, continue to work on my voice on a daily basis. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I get to see my kids every day, spend time with my family. I hope that despite some of the instabilities of being an artist, that our kids are still learning from living with two artsy parents. I hope that they're watching us and I hope that they can learn to be gritty and passionate, that they can learn how to strive for uncomfortable things in their lives, things that seem impossible. And it really is the striving. um, It is in that striving that we discover our potential. So I really am happy for my kids. I am not a perfect parent by far, but I am grateful to share what I know and to grow along with them, of course. While I'm on the topic of my kids, um, let me start today's discussion with a little story. The other day, 
I was watching my eight-month-old baby crawl, or, well, I guess it's not really crawling. He's kind of scooching around on his belly. But he was scooting around the room, and he was chasing a ball that he wanted to play with. And it was interesting to watch him because he got very focused as he was crawling toward the ball. And it took a lot of effort, but his eyes were big and alert, and he was breathing through his mouth like, Like, I am focusing on this. I'm working hard. And after considerable effort, he reached the ball and his eyes would light up and he'd squeal. And then he hit the ball once with his hand and the ball would go rolling away. (laughs) And I saw him do this over and over, scooting around the room. And every time that it would happen, he'd hit the ball and it would roll away. And without even a pause, his eyes would immediately focus again on the target of where the ball had gone to, and he'd just start scooting again. And like I said, it happened over and over, and it never really seemed to bother him too much that he didn't get to play with the ball for very long before it would disappear. And at one point, I even saw him lay his cheek down on the ground and rest for a moment before he got back up and scooted again. He was he was just on a mission. And his determination was super inspiring for me. I thought of my own career in singing. And also I thought of my clients and all of you who are listening today. We work extremely hard, don't we? Practicing daily, working multiple jobs to pay for travel, coaching, lessons, auditions, concert attire, the list goes on and on. And I know what it's like to be told no over and over, and yet you just keep crawling. It's grueling work. Lots of blood, sweat, and tears to be sure. You crawl and crawl and crawl, chasing a dream. And you have to learn how to overcome your technical issues. You need to learn multiple languages, work on your acting, networking, etc. The list goes on and on. And just like my baby that has to figure out how to crawl over and around other toys left by brother and sister. And sometimes you might even start to wonder, why am I doing this? Is it worth it as you're trying to build your career? But then all of a sudden, you have a moment. You catch up to the ball. Maybe you get a dream role or you have an amazing lesson or you have a closing night performance that just inspires you and fills you with excitement and hope at least for a moment. And then, just like my son and his ball, the moment seems to just disappear (laughs) and the chase begins again. And sometimes that means that after a high moment, you simply return to the practice room the next day and you have to get back to work and learn a new role. Or it could be that you finish a role and then you have a horrible audition or something like that. Life is full of ups and downs. As you pursue your career, there are so many times when you are chasing the ball and very few times when it feels like you actually have the ball in your grasp. (laughs) And there are two lessons from my son that I'd like you to consider for yourself. The first is to work on changing the way that you view your journey. What if your journey as a singer, what if it was all just a game? Sure, 
your career is a big deal. I know it's like a way to make money and survive and pay bills. And it does take a lot of work. But what if you decided to focus not as like a laborious nose to the grind type of thing, but what if it was more like an adventure? And I heard this once from a teacher who helps people with their personal and business finances. And they, um, they invite people to remember that successful people oftentimes um, they view money and investing like a game. So it's like, let's, let's think of it like the game of basketball. You shoot lots and lots of shots. Some don't make it, but the more that you shoot, the more you learn and the better you get at shooting, or in this case, investing. And if you don't see investing as a game, then when you take that first shot and you invest in something or start a business and it doesn't go through the net, you'll probably take the experience way too seriously. You'll call yourself a failure and you'll feel a bunch of shame and possibly even give up. On the other hand, a person who imagines that they're just playing a game of hoops while investing, they might enjoy the journey, take some risks, learn as they go, and improve. And what if your career as a singer, what if it were just a game? What if you're practicing was a game, something that you just play, something that's interesting and exciting and a challenge. What if you go into the practice room and you try to discover what delights you about your singing in the moment? What would that feel like? What if you were able to focus and improve on your technique, but if it didn't go well in a specific moment, you could just be like, okay, let's play tomorrow. Good game. See ya. (laughs) It reminds me of playing cards with um, siblings. And I played a lot of cards growing up. It was kind of like a rite of passage. I remember my older siblings going to play cards with um, my aunts and uncles or with older cousins. And it was like, until you can shuffle and bridge the cards, you can't play with us. (laughs) And, you know, also they like taught us a new game when I was young. And it's called Scum. And if you've ever played Scum, especially as a little sibling, and you are made to be the scum essentially for hours and hours, and everyone else is like the king and the queen and the prince or whatever, (laughs) and you're the scum, you know, it could seem a little disheartening. But if you think of it as just a fun game that you're playing and you're just having fun, experiencing people and learning over time, you get better at playing games. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I really did get that much better at scum. If I were to play scum right now, I'd probably still be scum for hours and hours, (laughs) but it's okay. I'm not taking it personally. And I certainly learned from this experience of playing cards with siblings, not to take it personally. I'm sure I definitely did when I was younger, um, in fact, that that just reminds me of a time that we were playing a speed card game with um, some my aunt and uncle and some cousins. And um, we had just kind of taught them this game and hadn't previously played a lot of cards with them. And my older sister and I were teasing my little brother at this point. <laughs> 
and he ended up storming out of the room and there were tears and he was so mad. And I remember my aunt being like, I thought you guys were such nice people and you guys are really intense when it comes to your card games. (laughs) So I'm not saying that we should be mean to each other like we probably were to my little brother. Sorry, Brady. But, you know, and that's kind of part of growing up with siblings, I guess. But you learn to take the punches and ultimately you end up having so much fun. And by the way, the last time I played that speed game, I don't know if I've gotten a little geriatric, but I played it with that same brother and he destroyed every person in the room. Like it felt like we were all... I don't know, on drugs and our brains weren't working and we could not keep up with him. It was crazy. Anyway, so that's my experience playing card games. And I'm wondering what if we could learn to look at our journey as singers like that, our auditions, rehearsals, memorizing massive amounts of music. What if it were all just a game? And even though you're focused on your goal, your technique, your abilities to succeed, what if you found ways to play? Well, in my experience, my voice grows more when it isn't attached to this anxiety that tells me that my value depends on whether I'm singing well or not or whether I'm successful or not. If I take it all way too seriously, I'm less likely to feel free, creative, excited, motivated, and joyful about my work. And that shows when I'm working with other professionals. Um, You know, last week I left the practice room with a spring in my step. And ironically, that day, my voice had felt just a little laborious um, and... Even though it had not felt super great, I decided to have some fun with the situation. And I just kind of looked out into the universe before I was done practicing. And I said, I'm coming for you, pitches. And it just felt like a funny moment for me to, to just say, it's okay for me to not feel great today. And I'm going to come back tomorrow. And it doesn't mean anything about me. And I'm just having fun. Okay. It was a really great moment for me to laugh about my journey, find a way to enjoy it, and love myself for my effort. And the second lesson that I told you that I'd like um, to share with you about my son's um, experience playing with a ball was that at one moment when I was watching him, he was crawling and scooting, and all of a sudden he stopped And he was kind of breathing through his mouth again. (sighs) And all of a sudden he put his cheek down on the ground and he just rested for a minute. And then he picked his head back up, focused his eyes again and went back to work. And I love that just tiny lesson, a tiny moment for me to remember that I can rest I can work extremely hard and I also need to find ways to be caring for myself. And I hope that you can do that for yourself as well. This is exactly what I would hope for you. I hope that not only are you working hard and setting goals and putting forth the effort and even struggling, you know, experiencing all of the feelings, but I hope that you are having joy along the journey. 
And so, if you would like to work on your joy, don't hesitate. Sign up for a free sample session at evandunn.com. I would love to help you discover more joy and less stress in your singing or whatever your career is. So remember, the world needs your voice. Stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you. So please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 